0: In. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 So just in case you don't know by now that December 25th is the most exciting day in the year for me. I, you know, I mean, everything, it's like it, it all leads up to December 25th, uh, you know, and you get there and you open up all of those presents. I don't know if y'all know this, but the worst day of the year is December 26th because I've already opened up all my gifts and Christmas is over with and all the excitement is kind of Kind of gone, right? Uh, you know, we're like, okay, what what do I do now? Uh, you know, there, there's no foot, there's not enough football games or sports on to be able to take away all of that. And I think that's why uh, you know most people eat more the day after Christmas than they do the day of Christmas. Uh, you know, and it's it's eating because of depression. Uh, you know, some of us try to eat our way out of it. I I see some people shaking their head, and and that might be why people have given me fruitcakes and stuff after Christmas, uh, you know, so that I can enjoy those a little bit more, uh, you know. But, uh, you know, it is, uh, you know, the, you know, December 26th is the worst day. Uh, You know, it it really is, Uh, you know, because all of that is, it's, like I said, all the hoopla is, is kind of over with. But, you know, this year, I I have found something out. I've learned something. Okay. Have any of you ever received an obligatory gift? Okay. Okay. So, so obviously y'all have not received one of those. So let me give you an an obligatory gift. Okay, is a gift that someone gives you, and they say here this gift is for you. And the gift that they're giving you could been for uh, you know all four hundred million people, uh, you know four million people, uh, you know that's in the United States or that lives in the United States. uh, So in other words, they say here is a gift for you, and you know that that gift is really not just for you it's an obligatory gift now that brought back really bad memories for me Uh, you know because you know what time you know for me uh, you know right there around the nine ten years of age uh, you know that's whenever gift giving was at its peak uh, because you understood what the gift giving was all about, but you also understood the gift getting. You got it? you know the gift getting. Uh, you know, so I had a Sunday school teacher, and we knew it. Okay, every year the weekend before Thanksgiving, uh, we would draw names. Now, you couldn't you, you couldn't know who had your name but you could definitely drop hints to tell the people what you wanted as your Christmas gift so all of y'all have been involved in those right your name's drawn you drop the hints we did that for family and stuff you know so uh, you know here we are you know and man there was this one gift that year that uh, you know, I just, I wanted it. It was kind of like one of those gifts that, uh, you know, as a nine or ten-year-old that you're like, man, I wouldn't be able to survive the holidays without this gift. You know, I really want it. Uh, You know, I know that y'all have had those gifts, right? Uh, You know, a gift that you really want. uh, You know, so I dropped hints. All the, you know, every Sunday from Thanksgiving Sunday all the way to, I, I think it was like two weeks before, uh, you know, Christmas and we had our Christmas party. All that time, man, I was dropping hints. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Uh, you know, any time that we gathered, man, I was dropping hints. But, you know, this one little girl, uh, you know, she just didn't, she didn't listen. Oh, you know, that's all I can say. She did, you know, because I gave them all the hints. So, you know, How many of you used to get the Sears Roebuck catalog and you circled the gifts that you wanted for Christmas, right? You you circled the gifts. You said you can't miss. Here it is. How many of you wives have hinted to your husband as in you went into the jewelry store and you're like, Honey, that would really look good Christmas Day. Honey, that I really like that right there, uh, you know. Uh, Max Licato talked about it, and he said, and, and his wife literally gave him the catalog number of the item that she wanted him to get for Christmas so he knew that he had the right gift. Here we are. Christmas party. She breaks my heart. All the hints that I gave her. I, you know. I don't understand how it happened. Here's the gift. Nine or ten year old. And the gift that I opened up at that Christmas party. Wasn't what I was hinting for. It it wasn't even anything close. It was a pack of. Stationery. What does a 9- or 10-year-old boy do with stationery? I'm like, really, stationary? Here, this is just for you. Right? You got that? Here, this is just for you. My mom used to get the obligatory gifts, and she would set two or three of them underneath the Christmas tree just in case. Someone came by Christmas Day that was unexpected. Did y'all, do, did y'all do any of those? How many of y'all remember the Lifesaver boxes? That was a book that was kind of already wrapped. There you go. We had at least three or four of those sitting underneath the Christmas tree, and we always got one in our stocking. Every year, always got that book of Lifesavers in our stockings. But those are the gifts. So you know, how many of you have gotten obligatory gifts now that you know what they are? We all raise our hand. We've all gotten them. Uh, you, know, the, you know, the gift of socks. Uh, you know, it says here, this is just for you. Uh, you know, no no pun intended because I'm wearing them. I got them on. I got my Star Wars socks on. Uh, you know, man, I tell you what. Uh, you know, see, I love socks, so it would be okay. <laughs> you know, with those obligatory gifts that just, you know... I imagine that some people actually have a closet full of oblig- of obligatory gifts that they you know somebody shows up and they're like oh wait a minute he, you know, they have to have a gift let's go wrap this thing. But then there's the gifts that we we know where they came from, right? Uh, you know I, I remember and there's several things about this Christmas that that I remember. You know number one it was at my Pawpaw's house. Uh, you know, and uh, you know I just I love the man uh, you know he uh he actually got married the second time to this one lady on my birthday so that we would be able to have something to celebrate together man i just I just loved him he, you know he used to live on a lake and I'd go out there and go fishing all the time. so we were at his house, and this is the same Christmas that my brother and I got the shotguns. And we woke everybody up shooting the shotguns from the kitchen sink at the birds in the bush right outside. So this is that Christmas. So you can kind of see, uh, you, know, uh, you know, man, everything was building up. And, it, you know, the anticipation of that was, man, it was just off the charts. And then here we are, you know, we're done with the gifts. And, uh, you know, we've shot the box of shells that we had. And, uh, you know, we're sitting there. And my dad looks up underneath the tree and he goes, hey, he goes, there's another gift up underneath there. He goes, John, can you get that one for me? And I went down there. Man, I crawled down there, and I, and I got it. And all it had on the box was to John. Didn't say who it was from. I'm like, Santa Claus. And he hid it underneath here. But now, see, I was 13 years old, so I knew Santa Claus didn't do that. So I was like, man. Who is this? Where did I, where'd I get it from? I opened it up just nightly and neat, just as nice and neat as you could. You know, didn't tear the paper. Yeah, no, not right. Tore that paper off and I opened up that box. And there was a little pocket knife in that box about that big. I knew who it was from. No doubt in my mind, who that box was from and who that gift was from. I had the opportunity this a couple of weeks ago that my mom gave me the duplicate of that knife. There's those gifts that we get that we know that they are for you. In Luke chapter 2, verse 11, Luke gives us these words. He says, for today in the city of David, there has been born for you. You get it? There has been a Savior that has been born for you. A baby that's been born for you and it says a savior who is Christ the lord 2000 over 2000 years ago a gift was given to you and to you and to you a special gift from God Almighty, a gift that was given to us that changes the world. In this gift that was given to you, Scripture tells us that the gift that was given was a Savior, was Christ the Lord. Now, God knows that we need all three because me as a human being, as lovely as I was as a child, as I created no issues for my mom and dad, they loved me more than they did the others. I was this perfect child. Okay. We all, each and every one of us, has a selfish streak within us. That everything that we do, we do to protect and provide for ourselves, and it starts somewhere around the age of about six or seven months. And we never grow out of it. We grow out of the diapers. We grow out of clothes. But we never grow out of the selfishness. He says, you know, you need a Lord. Someone to lead you. You need someone in your life that is going to show you the path that you need to take. Because without it, everything that you do is going to be to destroy who you are. Because although we think we're taking care of ourselves, all we're doing is dying within our sinful nature that we are. And until we receive that gift of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives, we are walking the path straight to hell. But whenever we receive the gift of the Lord, we have to understand that from that and in that gift of the Lord, Jesus Christ, we have Christ or Messiah or even the Anointed One or what we would consider the King of Kings. Because the thing about it is, is that the king of kings and even the king that we're talking about here in this scripture Jesus was seated at the th- on the throne in heaven ruling over everything from heaven above. And he came to this earth. The king that, and the gift that we are given through this and the king that we have is a coming king. I find it interesting that John the Baptist's message was it was to repent for the kingdom of heaven is near Jesus comes to the earth and Jesus begins to preach and his message is what? Repent from your sins because the kingdom of heaven is near it's not that it's here although he is the savior the kingdom that he rules is a kingdom that is to come So today we celebrate this gift. Uh, you know of a lord that was given to us and we celebrate the king that comes to rule over this world in this nation I want you to get this. Uh, you know, it is not the government that rules us. It is not our life It's not the economy that rules us It's not even the cancer that you have that rules us The only thing that dictates our life is jesus christ as lord of lord and as king of kings he is the one that is in control of everything. So yes, you might die of cancer, but God, but cancer didn't take your life. You might struggle because of the laws that this government puts on, but the government is not in control of your life. It's the king of kings. It's the gift that was given to us. It's that non-obligatory gift that came that day that said, this child was born for you. And just like that gift from my dad, that I knew who it was from, there is absolutely no doubt in my mind who that gift came from. And what that gift has for us. Because see, we've done a pretty good job of messing up our lives. We've done a pretty good job of messing up this world that he has given to us. But as king of kings and lord of lords, we realize that everything is his that everything is underneath His control. Our life is under His control. That gift that we were given. I don't know about y'all, but you know they might have done work on the building and stuff, but they didn't do work on the air conditioner. <laughs> Whew. But the third thing that we see here is that we are given a Savior. A Savior that came to this world. A Savior that came to save us from our sins. A Savior that came specifically for John Sadler. Not y'all. No, I'm kidding. I didn't get any laughs at that one. I'm sorry. Not a good joke. But see, the gift of a Savior, the Scripture is singular. It says to you, it says to you, Terry, you have a Savior. Because he knows what Terry needs. He says to you, Rose, I know what you need. To each and every one of us, to the 600 million people, or however many people that there ever was, or or that there's ever gonna be, we take this particular passage of Scripture and it's singular. It's to you. So the Lord that was promised, the Lord that was a gift on that day, is a specific Lord for me. Because my life is completely different than anyone else's life that's in here. I need a Lord in a different way than you do. I need the King of Kings in a different way than you do. I need a Savior because of the same reason you do, but in a different way. God Almighty, the God that created everything in this world, the God that uh, you know, that was here before time even began, the God that knitted you together in your mother's womb, the God that had planned out a path for you before you were even born, before creation had even happened, you were a thought, you were a love in his mind. He came here for you. Because he knew what you needed, he knew where you were and where you were going to be in the moment and time that you received him as that gift from that Christmas morning as our Lord, as our King, and as our Savior. The God Almighty, he knew where you were or where you were going to be and what you needed. Now, I want to do this because I want to make sure that you understand that I am not preaching predestination. I did this on a Sunday night. Can I have three phones real quick? Three phones. Can't be all Apple phones. All right, so here's an Apple. That's not, okay. Here's an apple. Okay. So, this is what we're talking about whenever we say that God is in control of all things. But yet, we as human beings have a free will to choose what direction that we're going to go. Right? God doesn't really know what choice we're going to make. You're like, wait a minute, pastor. Is God limited? God chooses to limit himself. I want you to go and I want you to think about the story of Moses. And Moses has taken the children of Israel out of Egypt. And they have made their way to the mountain of Zion. And Moses is up on the mountain and he is getting the Ten Commandments from God. He's up there for 40 days. He comes down from the mountain, and God gets angry, right? And God says what? He says, your people, they're no longer his. He tells Moses, your people have built a false god, and I am going to wipe them off of the face of the earth. Does that sound like words from a God or from someone that knew exactly what was going to happen? So let me help you out with this. So we got a Samsung. Uh, We got another Samsung, a newer model Samsung. And then we have an Apple. There we go. They're all set up right there for you. God has the perfect path for you. The Apple phone. It's the best. Okay, so it's right here in the middle. Okay, God says, this is the path that I have designed for you and that I have planned for you. Please take it. He gave us his son, Jesus Christ, that walked this earth, that showed us what he wanted from us and how we were supposed to live our lives. He gave us the blueprint for us to choose this life. I need to be careful, I almost threw it. To lead this life. But there's a Samsung that's an option. It looks nice, it doesn't function the right way that the Apple does. It's not the proper way to go, but it is a choice, and it's okay for you to take this one here. You know, so it's sitting here, and then you've got this one here. And let's just assume that for some odd reason this is a GE, okay? Or, well, let's go with a, you know, uh, huh? LG let's go with an LG phone so this is LG so this is a path that you can take it's not as good as this one here Uh, you know and it's really not as good as this one here but you know you can choose this path God gave us his son pointing to this path God gave us his spirit in our lives to lead us down the right path to this phone not this phone but to this one right here but we have to choose right How many times did you know which phone God was directing you to, the Apple, but you chose the Samsung? Huh? We do it, right? Our selfishness says, God, you don't know what you're talking about. This Apple phone, it really doesn't function all that well. So I'm going to choose this phone right over here because it functions better. No, it doesn't. It's not the Apple phone that God chose for you. Does that make it plain for you? You understand? Siri actually understands too. Yeah. The path that God has for us. He's chosen it and it's a perfect path. But we as people, we're born into sin and we didn't choose that perfect path that he had planned for us. And even whenever we become Christians, we have a tendency to step off of that perfect path that he has planned for us. Why? Because for some reason today, the LG looks a little bit better than the Apple. Don't know why, but it does. The Savior... The gift, the child that was born for us. He is here to save us from us picking the wrong phone. It's got to be the apple. It's got to be to follow his word. Because, see, he gave us his son that showed us the path to take. On Pentecost, he gave us the Holy Spirit to come in our lives and to lead us and guide us and direct us. But, you know, he also gave us his word, the Holy Scripture, to teach us, to guide us, to direct us. I don't believe there's any of us in here. No, I know that there's none of us in here that has followed every word and every notion that the Spirit has given to us every single time. You know how I know that? Because Jesus Christ is the only one that has lived a perfect life. And because he lived the perfect life, he can become the savior of the world as our gift that was given to us. Make no mistake, it's not obligatory. It's specifically for each one of us. But we have to choose to follow the path that He has before us. In choosing to follow the path, we have to choose to allow Him to be the Lord of our lives, to be the coming King for us that is going to come back And take us to live with him for eternity. We have to allow him to be our Savior. To be your Savior. Not someone else's, but yours. Because we as human beings... We do not have the ability to follow the path of God without Him living in our lives. There's absolutely no way for us to do that. So Christmas has come and Christmas has gone. But the gift is still here. The King of Kings is still coming Once again, the Almighty is coming to get us, the ones that have chosen Him as their Savior. Amen. Let's stand for dismissal. Remember, Fifth Sunday singing, there's no service here tonight. We're going to be at sunlight. Uh, that's going to be at 5 o'clock, okay? So that's going to be earlier for you, so that's at 5 o'clock. So please come and be a part of that. Uh, you know, um, as well, uh, you know, Wednesday night, we're going to have the night watch service, and that begins at 1030, okay? So please come and uh, you know, be a part of, of that wonderful service. All right, let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you so much for today and for this time that you have given to us. God, I pray, dear Lord, that your face would shine upon each one that is here. And God, that your blessings from heaven will be poured out on them. In Jesus' name, amen.